uh, we were learning that if I actually do die, like There's, some of your final thoughts towards me while well, I'm alive, probably not it, be flattering. It, Hit it, boys. The TV writers are striking again. TV's about to get really bad. I heard. I don't want to be... I, I I feel for the writers, definitely. And obviously, they need a raise commensurate with all the new money that comes in with streaming and all that stuff. But a common refrain today has been, just wait. You don't know how bad it got in 2007 during the 0708 writers strike and i agree people don't know how bad it got and they are not going to know how bad it got because back then tv was all we had we didn't have streaming we didn't have we had like i guess like you'd buy some stuff and you'd have tv shows on dvd and stuff yeah but now if someone's like hey your favorite TV show is going to get worse. That definitely does suck, and I would have a meltdown over it, but it wouldn't fuck up my TV watching to the point where I'd be ruined. Like, I think that people, if they see a bad episode of a TV show these days, are like, fuck, that sucked. And then they go and they watch The Office for the 400th time. Yeah, that didn't exist true. in 2007. Yeah, that's true. You do have like your, um, your, your classics and like your, your safe fallback plans. And I don't know. I just feel like there's like, there's so much like entertainment. But I also do think that like TV is, I don't want to say like the gold, we're in the golden age of TV, but there's a lot of good TV right now. Mm -hmm. And if it takes a big dip, people are going to be pissed. Yeah, they should be pissed. But I find it funny that people are like, and again, like I'm not saying it's not important that these people get paid, but I found it funny that people are like, oh man, content is going to get so bad. And I'm like, yo, I, not to this you, you, but uh you were upset that Love is Blind wasn't on the other day, right? Me? No. No. I'm saying, like, to this you, the oh, people that okay, are saying yeah. the content is going to get so bad. We're in a mix of, we don't, we don't need, we, we want some good content, we want some terrible content. Here's the thing, and I don't know whether this is, like, um, is good or bad for the sake of, like, the TV writers. Everything seems like it's getting worse every single day. <laughs> like, almost everything is just. A little bit worse every day. And TV, to me, has been, like, the one thing that's been, like, this thing's probably getting better. Yeah. And uh, so if TV starts getting worse, I think it'll fit in with its surroundings in the world today. But I don't know if people will be like, what the fuck? You're taking away the one good thing that means a lot to me. You know what I'll do if I know there's a prolonged stretch of bad TV coming? What? Rewatch Mad Men. Okay. There are a lot of things that I've like missed on that I could definitely like, I could just watch. Yeah. I've been wanting to like get into old movies and I've been keeping a list of like old movies that like, like really old movies. Oh. Like really like early movies. Your Casablancas. Exactly. And Your... so I have a list of that kind of stuff that I think I'm going to get to at some point this summer. I, uh, you got to watch The Sting. The Sting. I, I watched the Sting. Is that the one that you you explained to me on the podcast? Probably it was a it's like a classic, and I saw it for the first time maybe a year ago, and it man it's so good. Okay, and I was like, if this is what old movies are, 
I'll watch all the old movies. And then I asked around and people were like, oh, that was a really good old movie. Okay. That was like a, an especially good movie. Um, well, I mean, like I, I had a, this conversation with Lambert like about a month ago where he was like, dude, I'm doing like a I'm doing a uh, Stanley Kubrick watch, Ooh, like a, yeah. a run through. And I was like, that's a cool thing. That's a cool thing to be able to be like, all right, this director, I'm watching all his movies or I'm watching all her movies and I'm just going to like get caught up a hundred percent on this one director. And that's something that we don't do. Like we don't intentionally like, okay, got to learn everything about like this person who's a big deal. I did it. Uh, I would disagree. Like that's something you that might I do. do. Yeah. Like I, so I, honestly, that's kind of the only way I consume. Stuff. Really? I, Oh God. Yeah. I know yeah. that you have like your phases. I, right. So I'll just be like totally locked in. Like when I got into Metallica when I was a kid, I got all their albums okay. in order, watched them all. During quarantine, when I was like, I need to fill in any gaps I have with Quentin Tarantino, I watched them all from the beginning. I do that with like the, the Affleck week thing that we did. Yeah. That's something that I don't know if I would have thought like, hey, it's Affleck time, but like that's kind of how I spend my time anyway. Okay. I just don't podcast. Uh, I don't about do it that it way. That's that's interesting. I know you don't do it that way. And that's why uh, I've found it so fun getting you into the Beatles because it's not as simple as like, here's their first album. Go from there. I know that like there needs to be things that'll grab you and stuff. I need like the hook. Yeah. Whereas like I'm, I'm always interested to see the evolution and like as long as the beginning I think is okay. If I listen, like if I watched, if I watched, I don't know, if I watched Reservoir Dogs and I was like, this is stupid. I hate the whole thing. And especially that one guy, that guy is Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> okay. Then I'm not doing any more of them, but it, it, it's a, it's a kind of bad example because obviously I, 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 that's not how I got into Quentin Tarantino, but just as an example, like if, if I get in from the beginning of something, that's already concluded and it's interesting enough. Hell yeah. I'll ride it all the way through. Well, I mean, like I, I definitely don't hate doing it. It's just, I don't, I, I, maybe it's like, I'm, I have like the fear of commitment where it's like, okay, I don't want to watch like these eight things or whatever, but I do. I, I really like when we do like deep dives in like the specialty weeks. So maybe there is an opportunity this summer to like start like, all right, this is this week. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be like a, hey, we're doing Affleck week or yeah. whatever. But like, hey, like we should show up on the podcast one week and we're like, okay, last week we did Kubrick. It's how you know everything about something. Yeah. And that's a fun thing to do. I, um, you know who mine was for the 2013 lockout? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Like, I'm going to watch every Tom Hanks movie. I remember that. And I watched like the first six ones and... Then that's the thing. Whenever you think like, oh, I'm gonna have so much time on my hands, what am I gonna do? Then you just start living life. Yes, yeah. And you're like, oh, you that, never have time on no, your hands. Well, I mean, like, I think that it. We're adults now. Like, as much as we try to pr pretend that we're not, we are adults, and there are just responsibilities that constantly pop up. Yeah. And you never have as much time as you think you're going to, and that's why, like, I I so miss like fucking summer vacation man because one summer vacation when the last day of school gets out mm -hmm. you have nothing on the docket for like three months 
And you're like, how am I going to finish all this? Unless this? your like, parents hate you, in which case they're like, yo, you know what you would love? A job. Camp. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, but like, I in, saved up with money I don't have to make sure I don't see you this summer. <laughs> uh, you, when you did the the Hanks thing in 2013, that was in my like still ch- childish era because I remember being like, that's a good idea. I could definitely do that. Like, Wait, I could, you remember what, when I was doing it? I was remember it? when you were doing it. As like a, I don't know DJ Bean. It, or I like, like, I, I, like you, yeah. Right, like I'm a, like, I'm a Yeah, I'm a I remember you doing that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, and um, because like uh, around that time, around that lockout is like when I started getting into European hockey and I started doing like the IHF World yeah. Juniors and stuff. Like that was my first world juniors experience and it was literally because i was so fucking bored and mm-hmm. had nothing to do so like i was like ah he's doing a cool thing with all this time that he has yep uh, and now nobody has any time tom hanks movies uh and improv classes yep i do remember the improv as well which i wasn't I for sure wasn't like tweeting about the improv classes or anything. But I remember but, you talking yeah, about right, it when like, we first started hanging out. Still something I would recommend everyone to do. Because like right now, I would not I'd probably be intimidated by the idea of improv classes or something. But it's a good uh it's just a good way to, you know, when they say like lift free weights instead of doing the machines because it kind of uses muscles that you wouldn't otherwise use. You have to keep yourself in in, in between the lines. Yeah. I mean, like, at, if you're interested in TV or whatever, it seems like it's a very, very uh, useful thing to do just to, like, react on your feet or react to, like, the unexpected. Yeah, but there is, like, multiple types of TV people. There are, t- there are types of... There's TV people who could make it through an improv class, and there are TV people who are like, I got into TV... Because there's structure. I want to read the words in front of me. And what the hell is this with the improv class thing? That's fair. Yeah, no, but I mean, like in my experience, that improv seems like it would be very helpful. And we we had this conversation uh, this week or last week when um, we did some some hockey stuff together. I got a note, by the way, uh, both of us talking with colds right now. Oh, I did want to bring this up because... This guy shows up to the podcast studio last week and is like, hey, uh, by the way, I'm very sick. And I can say I'm very sick. You didn't say you were very sick, but when you showed up, you didn't have to say it because I smelled. That's right. Famously, the last last episode was titled The Sick Sick Smell. And as soon as you showed up, I was like, ah, you shouldn't be here. What do you know? Like two days later, guess who starts feeling not so hot? Copying me as usual. (laughs) Fuck you. Get your own thing, man. Yeah, so I am also uh, quite sick right now. But we had the conversation. I've healed, but my allergies are, I think, so bad that I'm just going to like remain I, I, I can't tell what it is. Yeah. I can't tell if it's allergies or... Because everybody's talking about allergies kicking their ass, but like, I don't usually get hit too hard by it. And like... Did take a COVID test. It's not that. Great. So that saved you a COVID test. That's right. Like, if you have what I have, it's not COVID. <laughs> um, when we were talking about TV... Uh, one of our our things we were like so prepared for we were like so we did a ton of research had a lot of points that we wanted to hit and it was our worst fucking tv hit because we were just all over the place we wanted to get like 
in my experience, if I'm overprepared, I, it's worse. Like it's worse for me. I'd rather be way underprepared because when I'm overprepared, I want to say everything that's right. on my mind and I trip over myself and stumble over all my words trying to get to all my points. But when I'm underprepared, it's like, it's way more natural. It's way more like conversational because I'm just like having the conversation rather than trying to recite something that I put in my brain. So the the improv thing th- seems like it would help. My so my thing with that is, and I'm I'm not to be like I agree. I noticed that is as well. You definitely are like I don't want to lose this fucking thing that I have because if I or like my guess is you're like. I I have these like five cool things mm-hmm. and if I don't say them now probably nobody else in the world is doing this topic right now and then this like good information I'm actually like telling you people something just kind of goes away and that is tough to let go of like all right I got 30 if like a, maybe a producer's in your ear and it's like 30 seconds or whatever and you're like I have four more quick things just being like fuck some of them got to die. That yeah. does suck. And and like that the, is when you get like and and, blah, 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 yeah, and and even if you even if you even if you spit them out and you kind of like rush them out, they're not going to get but, fucking consumed because the way that you deliver them is not palatable. Yeah. I um I'm I'm learning so much more about TV and just like how like all of the thing so many of the things that I thought mattered don't matter. It's just fucking entertainment and if you're not entertaining nobody gives a fuck that's exactly it tv's crazy easy yeah like it's it's not crazy easy but it's crazy simple like it's yeah you just have to keep it simple and be entertaining and that's it like you i don't know like i've spent so much of my life like trying to come off as smart or like do a ton of research and and make all my points and I I feel like over the, like the last year year and a half I've kind of hit a like an epiphany point where I'm like I don't have to do all yeah. this shit. You come just- off your best on here by far, and not to say that you don't come off great uh, if you're doing other stuff, but like this is how you sound, and you definitely. I don't know, like, I don't think your brain changes from one thing to the next. I think that sometimes when people do different things, they think, all right, well, this should be more professional. Or this yeah, you like more, put yourself in a box. Or here's a where bit. I'm smart or whatever. Yeah. And like, I, I think that you're just the, always you. You're never smart. No, uh, like, <laughs> like I, I just think that you're always you. So if you're in a hockey conversation, I trust you to make a good point as much as I trust you. If we're just fucking talking about the way that we consume TV or whatever we're doing. Yeah, fair. Some of this stuff has come to me like while just like being high and watching uh watching like hockey coverage. Yeah. And I'm just like watching like the TNT or TBS stuff and I'm like this is great but like they're not they're not like saying a whole lot and it's just like well sometimes that shit doesn't really matter because there are stuff that I've watched where like they're trying to say a whole lot and you're like, this sucks. Oh no. I believe you me. Like if I were to teach a fucking college course on doing TV, the number one thing I would say is don't worry about the appearance of being smart or the appearance of being polished or Hey, we're like, we've got the news and we're bringing it to you. Like, nope, the news is fucking everywhere. We already have the new. If I'm a sports fan and I'm watching a hockey intermission show, you either I've left the TV on, so 
I'm cool with you being background noise, or I am such a big sports fan that I am watching a hockey intermission show. Yeah. I don't need to feel, hey, like, do, do you think that Liam McHugh ever comes off as, like, you need to hear it from me, Liam McHugh. No, he fucking doesn't. Liam McHugh comes off as a cool fucking guy who is on the hockey intermission show. Yeah. And, and he's just like, I'm I'm here to just facilitate. And exactly. I am here to wrangle up all these, these, the, this, this barrel of God knows what <laughs> I've got over here. And Biz he is so is, fucking good at he's his job. Great. Biz, I mean, uh, one of the intermission shows is better than the other intermission show. Correct. I th- and I, I did that. I don't need to. Don't think we need to spell that. it out for you, pal. A lot of, a lot of people <laughs> spell it out. And I like both networks a lot and blah, 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 but i think the one i think that one does, of the networks gets in its own way way exactly. more than the other one does the one that does better though does the thing that i'm talking about which is just like fucking hang out they're prepared they have the things they want to talk about they're certainly passionate about it like mm-hmm. biz i think is probably the best panelist on any of those shows and, and he's out uh, he will not take this as an insult he's a personal friend of mine He's not the smartest guy in the world. He doesn't fucking need to be. He needs the, to be entertaining. You, you want to know how I know how he's not smart? Why? He used to call me for, like, advice on stuff. I don't think he called you for advice. I think he well, just like, wanted your thoughts. Yeah, right. So, that's yeah, that's a better way to put it. Like, like, not, how not does advice. the internet like, feel about yeah, this like, now? Like, how does... or, or just, like, how do you feel about right. this? Yeah, like, okay, advice is the wrong word. But, like, he would call me for an opinion. Yeah. And so, if you're asking me for an opinion... You're not smart. Sorry, Biz. No, I think uh, it's I think it's crowdsourced. I, I think it's a smart thing to do because like he cares I, whether he's going to talk about something or whatever. Be like, hey, all right, because uh, you do you are a good representative of like what is ho- or what what does sane hockey Twitter think about this? Not what does crazy hockey Twitter Fair. think about this? But I like, okay, guy, man, how did how did you view it? All right, and you've tweeted that and you haven't gotten killed for it. Okay, so he does. That's one does that, do his due diligence. So this is like what the masses think about this and uh he's checking rotten tomatoes before he sees a movie that's right i love that guy man he's he's so good on tv and he's just like the best guy big big uh fan speaking of uh the best guys uh you listen to the new smoky robinson album you hear about it nope you know what it's called smoky robinson gasm gasm he's 83 it's called gasm as uh, in like he's clarified like no clue. No, uh, he has <laughs> clarified it's about love, and th- this is a, a an all new album of original songs. He's eighty three years old. Okay, he's putting out an album called Gasm. I like that. Yep, uh, a lot of people jumping on the Gasm train. I do like Gasm, which I hope they do. Uh, Father John Misty, I I saw it just before we started recording this. I already had it in my notes that we were going to talk about this album. Okay, but Father John Misty posted uh, like his version of the album cover, and it's just like. Josh Tillman, and it says Gasm on it. Big fan of that. We should yeah. put that on T-shirts. Um, the, speaking of Gasms, I I know that you saw because I sent it to you. The um, the a woman at the L.A. Philharmon yeah. show recently had a full body orgasm yeah. while listening to the orchestra play. Mm-hmm. I, Settle down there. I saw them. They weren't that good. I didn't know if it was an overdone tweet or. I, I've reached the point with Twitter now where I'm like. Would this joke be good? I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> and I will just forget it. But the joke I was going to do, because there was audio of it. I heard the audio. Did you hear the audio? I heard the audio. I was going to say. Per, it was immaculately timed. Yeah. Like, as like the as the instruments got like lower and there was like a little bit of a lull, it was just, ah! <laughs> so I was going to tweet, uh, 
do I re- do I need to be the one that says it? That is not <laughs> what an or a woman's orgasm sounds like. It the, sounds like a little yip, then good job and a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> But I saw that it, I already saw that at a bunch of quote tweets. I'm like, someone's made that joke. Well, I I made a similar joke directly in response to Jason Isbell because I was like the f- I was the first guy in there after Isbell tweeted it, and I and I uh, I hit him with the uh, oh, so that's what that sounds like. Yeah. So there was I'm sure there was a million of those jokes made. So, I mean, yeah, let's get into it for a sec. What well, does it what, sound what, like? What caused <laughs> what caused that sound from that woman? Was it the music or was uh, she up to no good? Uh, I I would imagine that it was the music because being there, yeah, we're cultured. We Orgasmic we have experience. this experience. No, I wasn't even gonna say that. Like they're they're kind of like there's the security is high in that place. Oh, they, true. They have like can't bring a phone in. Can't there. bring a phone in there. They have like people watching over every section. Yeah. from what I remember, so. I don't. I can't imagine that'd be pretty. That'd hot. be real sneaky. Getting it on at the symphony. I I like wonder. Maybe she's like a blind woman, and she has like enhanced senses, uh, and the vibrations from the orchestra really got to her. Or maybe yeah. she was just on drugs. Hmm. We did briefly have a conversation with a friend recently about if you were to lose senses, which mm-hmm. ones would go first? And knock on wood, this is very morbid, and we don't hope to lose any of our senses. I said. I said I could, I don't want to say it. I'm like jinxing myself. But I said, just let me keep my hands and my ears. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones, it would, I'd hate to lose them, but they could go. And you were you were saying, no, no way, Jose. You said, yeah, you, you said like you, the first thing. you were thing, like, you, I could lose that. You, you said the first thing that you would give up would be your eyes. Yeah, but I'm afraid to say it now because it sounds like I'm asking for it. Well, yeah, I'm putting it out there. DJ said he's totally cool if he loses his eyes. No, I mean, you. I took offense with uh with saying the first thing you would volunteer is your eyes absolutely fucking no chance that's the last thing i want this goes without saying that like you're losing uh the five like like, uh, whatever like the wax senses are those don't count well, you were like, I would lo- I'd be down to lose my nose or my sense of smell. Right. But then somebody made the point that, like, that yeah, is they, a they huge part of food. Yeah, they were like, I can't because I need to eat. Yeah, yeah. foodie. Yeah, so uh, I I think hearing would be the first thing that I would volunteer uh, because I could still, like, I'm not as big of a music guy as you are. I could still watch TV with the subtitles on. I could yeah. still watch sports. I could still, like, see what I want to see. And I, I, don't, I think that my quality of life would be least affected by losing my ears. The eyes would be the most. So, wait, let's just get this straight. You, my son and my partner, are saying that yes. you would go deaf? Yeah, I would go deaf. I wonder if I would abandon you. <laughs> it's, it's history, well, would, history would suggest, yes. Would you light my little like shack on fire or whatever... HW did to get Daniel all pissed off at him. Depends how how badly you treated me as a deaf boy. I don't know if Daniel was true. I, re- I recently rewatched. He uh, was mean. Was what? He was mean. Who was Daniel? Daniel to HW? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Da- uh, Daniel. Daniel wasn't so great to uh, anybody. Anybody in that yeah. movie. He uh, his fake brother. He wasn't very nice to. Although his fake brother lied to him, but. He he just seemed like uh, not a great guy. Let's be honest. Oh my god, what a fucking picture! Yeah, rewatched that uh, in chunks while sick. 
over. Oh man, you gotta you gotta share a, a couple of stories about uh, oh, over God. the past week. You've had a couple interesting experiences in bed. Okay, can I just with let's no get, gasms? Let's get to the big one. Okay. And part of it, I want to volunteer that like yesterday, I was pretty mad at you. Like as the day went on. Okay, a very weird thing happened to me on Sunday. And as I retell this story, I think Pete's going to start to feel bad and be like, uh, maybe Pete gets a little mad at himself. But yeah, it's maybe. okay. I love you. Uh, on Sunday, we got back from Portland, and I was feeling pretty tired, and I got into bed and put on basketball. And I was just going to lie in bed and watch some basketball. At 1.44 p.m., I sent a text message to Michael Felger. And that is the last thing I sent. Mm-hmm. I then woke up at 9 a.m. feeling very refreshed, kind of confused, thinking, what day is it? Do I have someplace to be? I had woken up at 9 a.m. on the nose, no alarm, nothing. I'm confused. I'm thinking it must be Sunday. And I said, no, it was in Maine this weekend was in a hotel Saturday into Sunday. So today must be Monday. So did I... I was watching basketball. Did I miss the rest of that game? And then... what? And I looked at the TV, and the Bruins had a big game on Sunday night. Sure did. And the TV was still on, because I was watching basketball. (laughs) And the ticker said, Florida 4, Boston 3... Overtime, Florida advances, Boston, greatest record season, blah, 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 blah. I then look at my phone, which I still haven't. I, I just didn't read it. I haven't read any of the stuff. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, uh, probably for the best. I, uh, I haven't done this in a while, but like when I get when I get blackout drunk and like I see that like I was texting or whatever, oh, I yeah. never go back and read. It just gives me like the worst scaries. Yeah, fortunately, I don't uh, have that anymore, which is yeah, very, right. Very, Same. It's been a long time. A, a big, big relief. But uh, there was a trick that Feidelberg invented. Do you know? Do you know it? No. Cross your eyes. Cross your oh, like you cross your eyes, eyes go it, through and delete it, the whole oh, thing. Okay, love that. Which is like <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I go to like the core text messages that I should probably read, and you were obviously like. Throughout the day, like, text me about normal stuff and then, like, text me about the game and then, like, hey, what the fuck, blah, blah, in some group texts, hey, has anybody heard from DJ sort of stuff? And I'm like, ah, I feel really bad. I called you. I was like, hey, everything's okay. I don't know what fucking happened, uh, but I just slept for 17 straight hours. I checked with my doctor and got to say, doc. Your Didn't doctor, love the your response. Doctor's response was fucking hilarious. It was like, huh, weird. Uh, no, <laughs> let me know if this no, happens again. It was uh, very odd. Let me know if it happens again. I'm like, if it happens again, I might. Am I gonna die or something? Like, I was very a, odd. Is a, just such a terrible response to get from a doctor. So I was kind of like partially, haha, that was funny. And I like, I I went back and I was like rewatched all the sports that I missed and did any work that I needed to do and stuff, but. Partially because of something Feidelberg said, in the back of my head, I was like, that's, like, weird. And you've d- there's obviously, not to say that 
I'm not, not doing any sort of what was me thing, but like there's obviously stories of people being like, oh, uh, they weren't feeling so hot and like they took a nap. And yeah. Then, like right. they didn't fucking wake up. Yeah. And I was like 17 hours. How it's I crazy. Wonder, and I, I'd been taking medicine like I've been. We talked about this blowing past oh, kids. Yeah, don't try right. this at home. I've been blowing past all the medication. uh parameters uh, fucking parameters mm-hmm. because i was like just trying to fucking get better and i was exhausted and not sleeping a lot and uh we were in maine the night before and we didn't get a ton of sleep and so i just didn't know what was going on uh so here's where by the end of the day i was like a little annoyed with yeah you. get to get to where i fucked up you like continued to kind of like give me shit for it and i was like Oh, well, no, that was, uh, the, so where I gave you shit for it was like, uh, I thought you were being fucking, trying to make a joke about like, uh, we definitely had a miscommunication where you asked me to send you something Oh right, right. and I, I sent it to you, but then I forgot to acknowledge that like, Hey, sent it and you didn't acknowledge that like received it. Mm -hmm. So like, I want to say 35 minutes later or something, I texted you and I was like, sent it. And you were like question your first thing back was like question mark like did you just see this i was like yeah i was like i i, I was yeah i was like i, I got it I, wait I, did my text just go through to you now or there I, was- I i like interpreted that text message as like passive aggressive like oh did you just see this oh no no and, like and, I, I got your email as soon as you sent it and it was all good yeah so. so like when i was like is he fucking serious after i just like had to go through 14 hours thinking that he was fucking dead and being in like texting your friends to be like, have you heard from DJ? Like he might be, I legitimately thought there was like, by the time, uh, Monday morning rolled around, I thought there was a pretty good chance that you had died because I know how important Game 7 of the Bruins-Panthers series were, mm-hmm. was to you. The fact that you didn't respond to any of my texts, didn't respond to any of the group texts, didn't tweet at all, didn't uh, didn't follow... We had a, we had a, a, a taping on Monday morning. Yeah. Didn't respond to any of my Make texts about that. Yeah. No plans about it. I was like, your phone was, your phone was either dead or on Do Not Disturb because it went straight to voicemail. That actually, unfortunately, is just a thing that's on my phone. I don't know how to change it. Okay. <laughs> my right. phone always goes to voicemail. I mean, I rarely ever call yeah. you, and if I do, you usually answer. Uh, so, like, all signs were pouring to you, like potentially being dead and i had to like both juggle that at that potential and also making sure that i still do my job for monday morning so like it was very fucking stressful and the bruins had just lost game seven and suffered the worst collapse so it was a very tough sunday night (laughs) trying to figure all of that out uh, uh, yeah, so, so I I felt very bad about that, and I and before the miscommunication later in the day happened, uh, I'd set you like, hey, uh, like I've kind of come to and have like begun my day and have uh, caught up with everything I need to catch up with. Like I'm really sorry that must have been so fucking stressful. And then a few hours later, we had that miscommunication, and yeah, yeah, but you, you so you'd snap back something like, oh, like Mister oh, uh, yeah. like dies well, for that- the day. <laughs> Is telling like needs needs a an exact like a, an immediate response, and I did I like laughed about it then because I was like this is clearly a miscommunication. But as the day went on, I was like, 
That motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, I almost died, even though I don't think I almost died. Uh, uh, the, I just like you were like giving me shit about like making you wait 20 minutes. Or at least that's what I interpreted it as. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Mister, I just slept 17 hours and almost died and made all my friends think that I was dead. No, yeah. Uh, th- there's a number of uh, people who like thought. And like, like, and, like the, obviously the, the rest not- of the day was saying like, hey. So, like, how are you feeling now or whatever? Yeah. And I, but I won't lie. I was afraid to go to sleep last night. I, I, I barely slept last night because I was so afraid to fall asleep. And I mean, like, with your explanation, I was like, all right, well, like, there's nothing he can do about that. But, like, for a little while, like, before I was legitimately concerned that you were dead, I was a little pissed because I was like... I swear to God, if this motherfucker went out for like, like the, the games, be yeah, <laughs> like if this motherfucker went out for game seven and like his phone died at the bar and he just like couldn't tweet or couldn't text or whatever and left me hung out to dry trying to plan for Monday morning, that's where I was like, I will fucking kill you. So if I really die, there's a, we were learning that if I actually do die. Like some of your final thoughts towards me while I'm alive probably not be flattering. It's some uh, may contain succession spoilers. Some real uh, Roman Logan. Yes, your last voicemail to me is going to be asking me if I'm a C bomb. Yep, yep. Did you leave me a voicemail? No, no, no. Uh, Yeah, that that wouldn't do any. That does no good. It does absolutely no good when the when the call goes straight to voicemail. Right. Uh, What are you going to turn on your phone and go straight to voicemail to check that out? I must again clarify this. I didn't even like go down for a sleep that, that I think that's the most concerning part is that it wasn't like it wasn't even like a a planned nap. It was just, oh, boy, you just like dropped and 17 hours later resumed your life. Yeah. So if I die soon as a result of this, this is a really morbid podcast. Uh yeah, that's what was happening prior. So if you want to study fair, my brain to, and my heart. To be fair, though, like we did have a very late, yeah, yeah. very late Saturday night yeah. into an early Sunday morning. Following a long week of right. like being sick. Being sick and, and doing exhausted. a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, it seemed like the perfect storm for like that maybe to happen. But still, 17 hours is fucking crazy. Yeah. The we the a wild one. Oh, by the way, yo, I I was like for real. I was uh I was Florence Pugh in Don't Worry Darling. Like my mouth was just like dry as you shit. You didn't Seven, drink anything I was for like, 17 hours. And I was like, one of my first thoughts was like, how did I not pee the bed? You're just like, if you sleep for 17 hours, you know how dehydrated you gotta be? Yeah, holy fuck. I mean... That's definitely didn't think of that, but... All I'd had that day was basically everything that Becky's Diner has to offer Portland, Maine. Incredible place. Shout out Becky's Diner. We basically... I'll tell the other DJ bed story uh, in a minute, but... We did the exact same thing this past week with this past Saturday in Portland, Maine, as we did the previous one. Like, yeah, like almost to a T and like got, sat at the same tables at yeah. the restaurants and breweries that we not went even to. by our choice. Right. They like were just, just like, a complete deja vu. Yeah. But and like we saw the best performances from both artists that we've ever seen. Father John Misty, we talked about on last uh, last episode, put together an incredible show at the State Theater in Portland. And we saw our Houndmouth boys uh, on Saturday. And holy fuck, they they killed it. Yeah. And uh, not only did they kill it, 
the crowd was fucking crazy. We met up with them after the show, and like all I could talk about was like, hey, so you guys are the fucking Beatles now, huh? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of young people just screaming their brains out. Yeah. Because they loved Houndmouth so much. Like the energy in that crowd was insane. We get there and you could just tell, like you you and I got there before the rest of our friends. We were like, man, people like lined up. Like there, there was a big line to get in. We saw because we were staying near the hotel anyway. And man, people were lined up. It was tough to find a spot in there. And when they came out, man, people went fucking wild. And uh, Zach Appleby, founding member of Houndmouth, was in town just on vacation. So he came out, did 15 years, did uh, my cousin, my cousin Greg. Greg, a lot of uh, a lot of the old classics. And they did. They just played so fucking well. They they're always great. Matt is just a fucking guitar god. He is Matt Myers is. Without a doubt, my favorite guitar player these days. That band, we've gushed about them a lot. We got to have them back on the podcast at some point. But every time I see them, all I want to do is hang out. Because I truly, I was thinking about this. I have more fun simply hanging out with those dudes. Like, I've had some of my most fun times throwing fucking darts. I don't even throw darts. But, like... (laughs) playing fucking darts or just sitting at a table fucking telling stories or just fucking discussing life those are yeah, the fucking so, best dudes so my, like i i left uh portland on sunday thinking like that was like one of the cooler like more meaningful hangs that i've had in like years mm-hmm. and i agree it is really uh it's really, really cool hanging out with those guys because every time I hang out with them, like there are just like insanely real conversations that we have about life. And like, I don't know those guys as well as you do, but like every time I see them, they like give great hugs and they like ask about my life. And yeah. they're just the best dudes. They are the best. And like the con- every conversation that is had with not only them, but like the dudes that are now also in the band yeah. or tour with them, like surround themselves with the great dudes and like have unbelievable conversations with those guys as well. So like I really want to have them on the podcast, both for like love them and want to put them on the podcast and like talk about their work and stuff. But like I, I know that our conversations will be more than probably just like goofing around and joking around. Yeah, I I won't uh, blow up anyone's spot, but uh, somebody related to the band uh, bounced a character off uh, our head. Like, hey, I got this character. What do you think of it? And we were like, that is the best character in the world. And either you come on the podcast and do it, or you just give it to us and then eventually sue us because we will ride that thing to the fucking top. They're they're awesome dudes. They're the best. And like the the uh, the amount of ground that you can cover in a like a night of hanging out with them is unbelievable because like real conversations, but also just incredible like boyhood debauchery. Oh yeah, yeah, right. That's like I was thinking about that like. No, no one's misbehaving or anything, but it's just like a bunch of, it's just the fellas fucking having a laugh. And I was, I, I, I grab a lot of face when I'm hanging with those boys. Yeah. By which I mean like, oh, you, you, uh, uh, Shane at one point 
came out with a shirt and was like, hey, man, want you to have this. This is from the little neon limelight so days. Jealous. And it's this fucking oh, Dickies so work shirt that's incredible on the front. It says Howmouth. It, it looks back, like a bowling it, shirt. It's Yeah, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's yeah, a, it's like a Dickies, Dickies work yeah, shirt. Yeah, right. yeah. But it looks uh, like a bowling shirt. It's sick. And I saw, I was like, I saw the the M on it. There's a medium, and I was so like, mad. I know that Pete's looking at that thing, thinking he's getting a fucking hand me down. I will lose whatever fucking weight I need because this is the sickest fucking shirt I've seen in my life. Uh, it hurt me so. And bad. I tried it on. Ooh, baby, <laughs> I've never, so wa- good. never wanted anything worse in my life than that fucking work shirt. And you were like, "Listen, it's a medium. It it might be yours." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, DJ, yeah. start eating more Oreos." You tried it on. You like. As soon as I heard the ooh, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a little devastating, but you also deserve it because you gave the boys shirts, and the shirts that you gave the boys were incredibly well received. And, yeah. Uh, and you know what's a crazy? highlight of the night? I think that's why we get along so well with them is I'm sure there have been some, like, as is the case with any folks when you're BSing with each other, but anything weird that we throw out there, is generally celebrated. It's like, yeah. a, not too often is there a like, what the fuck was that? Get the hell out of here. And even if you go to our interview with them, oh, we were yeah, just we, trying we, to like we, push it farther and farther and farther. Like and that was the first right time we the met them. Yes, yeah. first time we'd met them. And we were like, I remember, uh, I, I was like, uh, what do you think it would sound like if uh, Tom Waits did one of your songs? And they were like, I don't know. And I was like, I do. And then I just like sang one of their songs like Tom Waits. And they were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <And> awesome. <laughs> and by the end of the interview, that was like the least weirdest thing that was said. Yeah. Because like, I remember, I think it was Matt who was talking about like somebody buried drugs at uh at like Austin City Limits or Lollapalooza and like yeah. went back and like made a really dark joke about yeah. it. And like, I was like, okay, if they're willing to go there, nothing that we are going to say is like going to be weird or like. Whatever, like uh, the vibes are just very seamless. Yeah, I I truly love those guys. Uh, happy belated to the great Matt Myers. Mm-hmm. They, it, it, I think they only have one week left on this tour, but go see them. They sound so fucking great. Uh, Caleb Hickman, who's been in the band for a while Holy and is just moly. a g- great fucking piano player and a, a beautiful singer. They do Southside, which was on... The that EP that they put out at the California beginning, Voodoo? uh, no, the one after is uh, the like I think it might have just been called like the Greenhouse Tapes. Or oh something. Yeah, 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 it was uh, the Bandcamp special. Yes, yeah, it came yeah. out right at the beginning of quarantine. I want to say, and it had like game show and a couple of other ones, but uh, there's a Zach song on there called Southside that's awesome, and they do it, and Caleb sings. And oh my God, I told, I, I told them after, I was like, yo, so you got a bunch of like young fans right now. So they will kind of treat it like a boy band experience. I was like, I was going to turn around at one point and be like, stop objectifying Caleb. <laughs> oh, I mean, because they were in love with this fucking guy. They should have been. Uh, there was the, the funniest part of the show to me was when he sang his first note and I was standing like like a row or two in front of you, yeah. and and as soon as the the his voice came out of his body, I turned around. I was like, "Yo, what?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Are you? That's what he sounds like when he sings. That's unbelievable." Because I had met Caleb before, yeah. and like I'd talked to him 
pretty normal, like speaking voice. Yeah. And like, uh, you would not expect that voice to come out. Of, and like the confidence with which he sang was incredible. Let's, so. you want to do an impromptu, like favorite hound mouth? Yeah. I'd, I'd have to pull up. So I, I, I'm on my computer, but I can. I get can, it on my phone. Yeah, let's do let's do favorite Hamo songs. I mean, number one, very easy. It's a Sedona's a classic. It's just like one, the Sedona is like that's no, your Dave Cobb produced. No, just. no hyperbole. Maybe one of the best songs of all time. How many streams you think? I see it right in front of me right now, and it is hilarious to see uh, how many streams it has. Not as many as Shape of You by <laughs> Cheering Boys. So yep. get back to work. <laughs> Uh, 224 million streams for Sedona. They didn't, uh, we're in a fight. They didn't dedicate a song to me. I know. This time. Although, oddly enough, got the same reaction as when they did dedicate a song to me. Yeah, nobody is, no, 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 Nobody sang anything. <laughs> um, the, I think like one of the, the greatest feathers in my cap that I will take to my grave is having been able to introduce Houndmouth to you. Because, you got everyone into it. Yeah, like I, I was an early Houndmouth uh, adopter, and I, I think the only person that I know that had heard of them before me was Jeff. And ah. Jeff had heard Penitentiary, and he's like, oh, yeah, I know that song. That's a good song. And I gave, I put uh, I put Big Cat on game. I put you on game. I put, a, like, a lot of people have said, like, I started listening to Houndmouth because of you. And that is just, like, the fucking best feather in my cap because i'm not a music guy and like i don't need to i don't need to do that ever again for any other artist because Howmouth is good enough for me they're mm. incredible i don't need to chase the dragon i uh I'm, I'm so happy especially with like our relationship and how many music things you're like hey check this out you're yeah. gonna love this or like i'll i'll say like hey have you you know this person like mm -hmm. I'm really into them. You're like, oh yeah, like I a couple years ago or whatever. Like yeah, you know, like even like the 1975. I was like, dude, I'm so fucking into the 1975. You're like, I told you about them like two years ago. I was like, we've seen them yeah. together. You're like, fuck. <laughs> so uh, that that one feels really good, especially now because like we're friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, like not only did I introduce you to a, a great band, but I it we found like beautiful friends. Yeah, out of it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll just say, first of all, because I was, as we were talking about Howmouth, I'm like, what if anybody listening doesn't really listen to Howmouth and they're just like, oh, those are the guys that they go and see. I haven't checked them out. What should I listen to? I mean, their their big album is Little Neon Limelight, which was 2015, mm -hmm. I want to say. Correct. Uh, but I am a stan of their 2018 album, Golden Age. Truly one of my favorite albums in the last like 20 years it's definitely the album that is most different from the rest of their albums it's produced by Jonathan Rado who did God's Favorite Customer does like all of Alex Cameron's stuff does a bunch of the Killers stuff he was Foxygen so he's done a bunch of Diane Coffey stuff as well Golden Age is Honestly, my favorite album of theirs, just because it's fucking crazy and out there. Favorite songs on that album include Golden Age, Strange Love, Waiting for the Night, This Party, Initially Maligned, Great Song, Coast to Coast, Black Jaguar, Modern Love, World Leader, Amazing Album. It's a, there are a lot of good songs on that album and like a lot of forgotten songs because they, they don't embrace it 
too much. It wasn't a commercial a success. success. Live, although they've got uh, someone's pushing them very hard to do that. Yeah, you, me, yes, <laughs> yes. and uh, calling them cowards and pushing them physically. Uh, it's uh, I, I like that album. It's it's probably my least favorite, but it's 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 still a good album. Uh, I'm more into like their olderish sounding First stuff. Two. Yeah, uh, Sedona, like 15 years. Uh, my cousin Greg, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Pre-succession, Darlin, 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 great song. I mean the uh, the from the hills below the city, like front to back, is yep. so good. And just like one of those like very consistent albums. Palmyra, it, great. It, it had uh, Palmyra is one of the best songs that they performed yeah. in Portland this weekend. Uh, yeah, like it. From the Hills Below the City is is like their first album, but it's also like the such a good entry point for the band, and just a, such a great album front to back. So, yeah. Uh, shout out uh, for no one, which is like a companion piece to Sedona. I'm glad that they play it pretty much every time. They'll make that one a Matt comes out and is like, "Hey, let's I'm slow just gonna, it down. let me sit with y'all for a little bit. Yeah, let's, let me let's get let me testify. <laughs> yeah, and he testifies. And if you see them live, by the way, they it's like the, truly one of those. The song never sounds the same twice. And Matt takes these long, amazing solos, and he is truly just a uh, a, a virtuoso, incredible player. And also, if you're a guitar player, he's got he 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 plays a Stratocaster." But he's got these like flaky, uh, sparkly paint jobs on them. He's got one guitar in particular. It's an orange strat that's all sparkly. Probably the most gorgeous guitar I've ever seen in my life. Um, let's see. Uh, on their most recent album, Good For You. Mackenzie. I Mackenzie, Ride Big man. For Mackenzie oh. was pushing them to make it a single. They said, famously, uh, you don't get to decide that. <laughs> Uh, Mackenzie's such a great song. Mackenzie's awesome. Cool it's jam. great live. Cool jam's awesome. Goodbye is awesome. Las Vegas. I can't believe the Golden Knights don't use that as a goal song. Tried to push them to do that again. I don't decide those things. You Man. should because everything about that team seems like they need somebody else deciding things for them. You'll fuck the Vegas Golden Knights right now. All my homies hate the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. I'm an oil man. That's right. You like you dislike the Golden Knights for a little bit before that though. You you don't like their uh you don't like their tone on the internet. I've never really they're, liked They're they're so. like the Hurricanes of the West. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want the Hurricanes to do very well either. Oh man, a fucking Carolina Have some friends Hur over there and Carolina I'm still Hurricanes, like nope. Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup final would be the most insufferable thing in the world. And the worst part is we haven't really talked about how much the Bruins have chunked it and how much they screwed don't themselves. Don't want to. All right. Well, uh, you know that they also screwed themselves by they're not going to be able to put together a team next year yeah. because they didn't get out of the first round and neither did like LA or who are like all the big American New York, the Rangers, all the big American markets didn't get out of the first round. So now the salary cap isn't going to go up. And now the brew like the Bruins, salary cap wasn't going to go up anyway because they still owe on the escrow. Like, it was going to go up like a million. I think it's, it's going to end up going up a million, but they yeah. thought it could go up like more than that. Six million dollars. Yeah, it's not going no, to no. No Bruins. I, I was so I couldn't sleep last night. I was dinking around. I oh, couldn't uh, sleep last night. Correct. 
I was. Was it because you got seventeen hours of sleep the other? No, night? it was because I was afraid to fall asleep. <laughs> That's fair. No, like I, late in the day, I still felt like taking a nap, but I was afraid to do it. Yeah. Um, but I was playing around like with the Bruins salary cap and being like, "How do you put together? It's not good. A team and like all the stuff of like, oh, they got to keep Tyler Bertuzzi, perfect Bruin, blah blah. I love Tyler Bertuzzi. I was correct in saying that he would score a million goals this postseason. Fucking scored five. Goddamn Bruins. Totally chunked it. Uh, he was a train wreck mm-hmm. defensively in yeah. this series, but everybody but he scored was. five goals. But yeah. <laughs> Taketh give it the way and yeah. everything. But the whole, like, gotta, like, find a way, trade somebody so you can keep him. It's like, no, you gotta trade somebody just so you're you can, allowed you put to, a team to put. Yeah, man. I was thinking last They're night. They're in bad shape. It's a crazy thought, and I don't know how you're gonna respond to Marshawn? it. Marshawn? No. Well, yes, partially. Like it, Marshawn, it may, Olmark, it, all those guys. So I was gonna say Olmark. Yeah. Like, it would make sense. To consider trading Linus Allmark. It would make oh, a lot of Adam sense. Said to trade Allmark. It's, it was stupid when he said it mid-season. You just it, ahead mid-se- of the curve. Mid-season for a Vezina, Vezina Trophy guy on a team that was like Stanley Cup or bust. Guess what? You bust. His his trade value is never higher than it is right now. And I don't think that they necessarily need to carry him going into next year. Going to need to find a, a backup uh, that you would have to bring in. But I, I would consider trading Linus Allmark. You know who's an interesting one? Freddy. What do you do with Freddy? Trent Frederick, RFA. Yeah. Is he your third line center next year? Might have to be. It's a, it's a little bit of a scary thought. Or do you do you like not tender him and let you, that would be ridiculous? He scored what, like nineteen goals? Something yeah. like that? Uh, yeah, I think he was I think was he did twenty goals? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean like they they've got a tough fucking summer, man. <laughs> That's that's part of the reason that this sucks so much because like 17 goals. Like you can look at like the New York Rangers and be like, oh, blah, blah, they went for it this year and they, they blew it. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, but like they're still going to have like most of that team coming back next year. Like you're not, you're probably not going to have Patrick Kane. You may not mm-hmm. have Vladimir Tarasenko, but like those guys didn't really do shit. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. So I- like uh, they, I don't, their window is not closed. The Bruins window might be, if it's not closed, it's pretty close to close. I'm mad that the Rangers lost. I was pulling for them. I, as a hockey person, I don't do the please like my sport thing. I'm like, if you like it, you like it, and you're gonna check it out on your own time. If you don't like it, right. but I, I want you to know, watch it, but I'm not gonna expend energy trying to convince you. But I do have like my mental map of like this is the United States or this is North America. We'll pretend there's teams in Canada too, <laughs> and I have like friends faces over each state of like this is a hockey like i have i can talk hockey with this person and nora is a rangers fan okay i need to have like my pals pulling for teams that are in because i'm not saying like nora's not going to watch the playoffs now or anything but it's more exciting yeah. if like my friend who's an islanders fan if like the islanders are in it because they agree he gets all yeah. worked up about yeah. it and everything you like to talk to people that are excited about the things that you're excited about right like so, i have a devils fan and i was texting with him all uh, all night last and you'll night. be into the devils because like yes, you're rooting right. for your friend's yeah. fandom yeah right so it's 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 amazing when you've got when you when you know people oilers are the team that is pissing me off the least right now how crazy is that, that is, like in the world bruins there's a lot of time for that celtics to uh although chargers had a good draft and the Chargers social team had a better draft. They were horny. 
Yeah, they took frogs. a bunch of uh, they took a bunch of players from TCU, so they were doing tons of frogs. we got that frog in us, <laughs> or like Tom Telesco draft TCU players like nut button. It was like thing. there was um there was the uh, the classic like three finger fountain soda thing. Yep. And it was like. TCU in the first round, TCU in the third round, TCU in the fourth round, <laughs> just fucking slamming that. Love it. Uh, all right, yeah, we got to – oh, you got more what, hockey Barry? thoughts? Yeah, we got to talk about Barry. We're I got coming up against the clock a little bit. We definitely want to talk about Barry. Uh, possibly – I'm not saying it's the best, but possibly the best episode. One of my favorite episodes. I was floored by this. Uh, this is shaping up to be my favorite season of Barry. It's mm. been so good to this point. And they have like 1,000% leaned into th- – bless you. Thank you. He's You're not dead. It's yeah. great. Uh, they are 1,000% leaning into the silliness while also still holding up it's bargain for like, hey, this is a dark show. Yeah, they and haven't lost its tone. Like, no, it, it like, but like the opposite of losing its tone. It has found its tone the best that it ever has at any point in the series. And uh, our guy Vince Mancini, who I had a long chat with yesterday, um, is talking to him about Barry. He said that it has big uh, burn after reading energy, and that is so one thousand percent true. And if you're not a, if have you seen Burn After Reading, oh, you got to watch that movie. You would fucking love that movie. I do know "Steal This Album" by System of a Down. Okay. Kind of sounds like the same thing. No, like your homework is to go home like today and watch Burn After Reading. Brad Pitt, uh, John Malkovich, um, uh, Francis McDormand. Wow. It's, and they every every character. Anyone I know. <laughs> every character in that movie is like the dumbest person alive. They're all so fucking stupid and it's so funny. Man. So, watch that movie, but it it Barry has the same same tone and just like all the storylines happening in Barry right now, very interesting. Yeah. And I'm I love it, invested they, in all the characters. I It's not a spoiler when like uh Hank has broken bad, mm-hmm. which was really really interesting. And it's incredible like the, acting performance is, this week. Oh my Hank. god, he and Cristobal had multiple awesome fucking scenes. Yeah. And I, th- I think that maybe midway through last year, the Cristobal thing had gotten old. Yeah, for a lot agreed. of people, and like even a little bit, it was it was like oh, Hank good, got old. Good for yeah. moments of levity, uh, but like it was just like all right, we're doing this a lot, <laughs> right? But man, as things start to come to a head with these two characters. It, man, there was no real like conflict for them in, in that storyline for a while, right? Where like they were just kind of like gallivanting around, frolicking and, right. and like, living their life and enjoying and trying to get their business off the ground. And it was like, all right, well, there's no real conflict here. Now they're like running into okay, well, this is this idea that you guys have. This is who's going to be mad about it. This is these are your options for how to survive this which like in retrospect now makes that time where like i was complaining about like okay they they're they're just fucking frolicking around like, and nothing okay, serious we get it. Is happening. they found love yeah right, yeah and like they now it's gotten to a point where they justify that time spent by being like Okay, cool. Gr- glad you guys are having a great time, but it's time to either shit or get off the pot because this shit is getting real. Right, because and the the stakes being there makes you care way more about like if like if if they split up or worse you're like 
fuck, man. Like, well, what happens to Cristobal? Whereas last year, this time, I was like, God, if I hear Hank say Cristobal <laughs> one more time, I'm in on Cristobal. And the guy who plays Cristobal Great. is fucking awesome. This was an awesome episode. This was an awesome Sally episode. I don't know. This, this, Everybody. It just made me realize that uh, famously, Barry isn't really in this episode. Yeah, you don't uh, see him at all. And yeah. it, you don't miss him. Right. I, I, was th- like, I think he's well, the worst character in this this season. Yeah, I was like, I care so much about story, uh, Sally's storyline, which I was pretty sure I already, I, I, I thought I did. And seeing this episode, I was like, yeah, give me the, like, give me an entire Sally episode. Uh, Jim Moss is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, a funny thing happens with uh, Cusino's son, which I think everything's going to be all right there. Yeah. 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 I, and I didn't like that move. I, I thought that was like too cheap obvious, or what? too yeah. obvious, too cheap. Anytime you see somebody in the position that Cousineau was before that happened. Oh, yeah. You, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So like I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. And I don't. But you didn't get... find the execution funny. No. Oh, I thought it was. I no. mean, you know, I, I didn't find that all all too rewarding. I uh, don't want to get like we're not going to get into spoilers, obviously, as we just kind of glazed over the Cusano thing. But yeah. like the ending, uh, what do you think? Like w- real, not real? I said this to somebody today. If there is any show I would not trust to have a reliable narrator, mm-hmm. it would be Barry. Yeah. So my my guess, or I guess my theory, is that it's like a projection of uh, like a fear. Of or like just kind of like a imagining what would be, yeah. If they went down a certain path, and I hope that it is because I I think it the the jump there would be too too drastic, and yeah, too, and I don't think and, the other and, person could do it. Fair, yeah, I think that's fair, and um, I I think. To, to make that jump after one of the most interesting and compelling episodes of the entire series would be like, ah, shit was just getting good. Yeah. So I, I hope that that's the case. But it was such a jarring, the timing of it was so jarring, mm. both in like the the timing of the timeline, but also the timing of it just being shoehorned into the episode. One quick succession thought. May contain spoilers, but doesn't really, whatever. Uh, no one cares about Chip's pregnancy, right? Um, I I don't know. Like, no. I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that nobody cares because I've seen a lot of people talking about it. I, well, I, just, I, I've seen I just think people, that's the least interesting thing going on. I'm seeing people be like, wait, she's holding a glass. Well, I'm like, yo, if you've been following this season she's always holding a glass or right. like pretending to do Coke or whatever. And she's, yeah, she, she, I don't think you ever see her drink or like, no, she doesn't. Yeah. Right. So um, she uh, also like, would it be so off brand or out of character for her to just be like, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> like, I, somebody, I I think it's, uh, do you, do you follow like, uh, Joe wrote this? No, Joe wrote this Joanna Robinson, uh writer and podcaster, uh, at the ringer taller than you think author of mcu the rain for marvel's the marvel studios uh marvel yeah uh remember i used to say marvel anyway uh, i think it was uh i think it was joanna robinson tweeted and maybe you won't get this because you weren't like a madman person but like succession is madman like in that it's not there 
to give you big twists and like yeah, of course oh not. the we're gonna find out the father of Shiv's child is whomever like there's nothing that they could tell us there no and that, like that's not what we watched Succession for we exactly. talked about this in the past where it's like. Nothing happens in succession. You're yeah. watching it for the mundaneness of it and like the interactions between the people. Yeah. The plot doesn't fucking matter. It's how they interact with each other. Yeah. Uh, I didn't end up getting to tell the other story of the, the, the bed story, but that'll... Should that be a bonus? It's a Patreon bonus. <laughs> that could be a, that'll be a Patreon bonus. Honestly, I don't even remember what it is at this point. I know that you, I was the you, one who introduced yeah, those you two bed stories, it. but... All right. I'll tell the other bed story on patreon it's gonna be fucking wild it is a very good story all right bye-bye